Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the most wonderful time of the year. F1 has ended and now we can relax and not watch Max win. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That was a major seven. Well, I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. I think they can go suck on an egg. 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 Dirty egg. Suck on an egg. Got a little sneaky bonus episode for you to, yeah. uh, to mull, no pun intended, to mull over, over the holiday season. Welcome. We're going to review the 2023 season in full. Um, when I say in full, I mean, we're probably not going to cover most of the racing. No, it's got nothing to do with you that we're here, by the way, listener. We just missed each other. That is true. We haven't seen each other since the season ended. And it's the only real, like, we need the excuse to see each other. Much like every F1 teammate, the final race finished and we both fucked off in separate directions. (laughs) (laughs) And we've come back to our spiritual metaphorical Brackley um, Mm. this week to um, do a debrief, essentially. We're doing the dirt. This is the Dirty Air debrief. Let's Mm. call it that. That's a good idea for the The Dirty Air debrief. Yeah, Yeah, okay. The 2023 Dirty Air debrief. It could be, like, let's see what we say. For the next like hour, which two we could te- get snappier than that? Yeah, that's true. Which two teammates do you think will hang out over the break? Um, Sub question: Which two non-teammates do you think will hang out over the summer break? Uh, sorry, winter break. Sorry, I think that Max will invite Checo. 
for dinner. Oh, God. Because, no, 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 because, like, you know how when... That's such bollocks. No, you know in A Christmas Carol where the rich family invite, like, the poor, he homeless one. He won't even invite him to second place <laughs> during a race. There's no way... I think, I think Max will have, like, a Dickens-esque Christmas epiphany yeah. where he goes, oh, no, we should... He's going to see Checo outside you in the snow. <laughs> you down there. Obviously, Checo's the one who's down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go fetch me the biggest trophy in all the land. Oh, no, wait. I've got all those. Come in and have a look, Checo. That's what I think. Uh, Lando and Carlos is who will be hanging out who aren't teammates. Yeah, American. that's true. And Danny and Blow, like, he just strikes me as quite popular because he's... The, the, the Formula One driver with a personality. Amazing that he started the year with no as seat. a co-commentator with Will Arnett <laughs> and ended the year with an actual seat in... Imagine if that had been the other way around. Imagine if Will Arnett was driving for Alpha Tauri right now. Do you know now. what's funny is that wasn't even the worst bit of the season. What? Will Danny... Arnett and Daniel Ricciardo doing the worst Co-coms. Skype commentary. It's in... the kind of life you'd like to have. If you like, Imagine if you'd boxed off Arrested Development... 30 rock and went i think i think that's i think that's good i think that's good for me now i think now i'll spend the rest of days drunk commentating with danny rick on formula one will arnett and danny ricardo do you even remember what race it was that they commentated on was it i think it canada. was miami or was it, it was canada? canada it was canada um that that commentary was it was the formula one version of your mate in the pub that thinks they can do stand-up mm. and then they get up there and they invite all their friends and you realize that they're not funny that's me. It's been me for the last 18 years. <laughs> okay, so we're going to review the 2023 season. Um, we're going to go through every race. We're going to pick out our sponsor of the year, our song of the year, our best grid walk moment. We're going to predict what's going to happen next year. Are um, we? Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's... So funny, by the way, that after... Uh, regular listeners will know my Charles Leclerc prediction, which was, quote, so stupid, end quote, Josh Weller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then he, the week, the next week, he signed a contract till twenty twenty nine with Ferrari. Thank you very much. You're very. You said welcome. he was going to win with Mercedes. Yeah, which is it's just what should happen. Yeah, but should does does doesn't mean it will happen. No, I know it certainly won't happen now. It was just a spicy prediction. He, I encourage spicy predictions. Do you have a spicy prediction? Are you man enough to make a spicy prediction? Uh, my spicy prediction is that Daniel Ricciardo will go to Red Bull next year. Mm, but and, during the season. And win five races. That's a good spicy it's prediction. Impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. That was such a short-lived... If someone went, Daniel Ricciardo can win five races next year, or Will I Am will perform the next Formula One single on the moon, mm. that's more likely. Mm. The first race of the season was in Bahrain. It was, yeah. On the 5th of March in 2023, the year of our Lord. Now, do you remember the winter break last year? Um, we did a live show and then we had a long winter break. I made fried chicken sandwiches for my family at Christmas and then we, as a sort of to subvert the turkey norm. On Christmas Day? Yeah. That's quite sweet. And then uh, you came out, We fro- you went into... I came to... You were cryogenically frozen. Yes, I did, yes. So end, I didn't actually make fried chicken no, sandwiches. No, at the just, end of last season. And then we uncryogenically froze you at the beginning of this season for the yeah. Bahrain Grand Prix. And the whole Prix. thing was I was asking a question about, oh my God, how's Oscar doing at Alpine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good bit. We did some good bits. Yeah, we did get some good we bits. We went through all of our notes for this season. And frankly, we've... I mean, considering that this podcast is free mm. and considering that some of you still feel the need to DM us to tell us to not 
let Raquel seduce Lance. Mm. We've written some amazing jokes this year, mm. free of charge mm. as well. Free of <laughs> <laughs> um, so these are my notes for the first race of the Grand Prix. I got nothing. I didn't have any notes for the first race. It was a real sobering moment when I just went, oh, shit. This is going to be one of those years. What were the race results? Uh, Max uh, came first. Oh, interesting. Did you? Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember. And he won and it was all, everybody's really excited. Everyone went, yay. Where did Mercedes come? Just out of interest. Um, Seventh and fifth. Right. So not a great start for them. And um, tracking the, uh, let's say, the turnaround of the season. Where did McLaren finish? Um, they finished in, 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 they didn't. Okay. Uh, no, Lando Norris came last, uh, two laps behind Max Verstappen and Oscar Piastri, uh, dunfed. Yeah. So, um, Max Verstappen was 11 seconds ahead of his teammate, uh, Checo in second. Yeah. I mean, and, and it felt like that wasn't close, didn't it? And it felt like, oh God, <laughs> Checo's going to want to improve on that. <laughs> it was a classic little did we know moment yeah. in the art of storytelling. There's some real little did we know moments um, in uh, in this 2020 Fernando Alonso. Season. I think Fernando Alonso came third, Carlos Sainz came fourth. Now, f- for me, in the season, mm-hmm. if you picked any race and I couldn't remember where people finished and I had to guess, I would go Alonso third, Sainz fourth. Yeah. Yeah, Aston Martin, Aston Martin and McLaren started and ended their seasons in the same place. Does yeah, to be sense? fair, like Carlos Sainz was fourth all the way through the season. Yeah. All the way through, apart from that one that he won. Yeah. Fourth all the way through. Uh, Alonso went from third and then he'd like finish the season in ninth. Yeah. But and just standardly sat there immovable. I reckon if we were smart enough to do like a median average, Lance Stroll would have finished 12th in every situation this year. Where do you think Lance Stroll? Lance Stroll finished sixth. Yeah, in, but where did he uh, start? In what? In Bahrain. Yeah. Where did he start? I mean, I guess that's. It. I bet he started in. Yeah. Yeah. Where did he start? Eighth. Eighth. And I reckon if we averaged all of his starts and finishes this season, it's an average of twelfth. I have to, listener, anybody with some time on their hands, mm-hmm. work this out for us. Yeah. What is? And you want the median, do you? Yes, please. Yes. Yeah, not the mean. I don't know what those are. No. There's mean do. mode and median. But what's the average? What? Where did Lance Stroll average this season? Please, listener. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's just because it's Christmas and whether you get sentimental and you want to kind of reconnect with old friends and you think about old flames and the love that you've lost and, and the life that you have and you cherish the people around you. But it has made me think about what Lance Stroll has been up to since the season ended and Mm. Let's start the music. And um, maybe what well, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, but there you go. You got to enjoy me maybe doing it. Mm. Um, I might start doing it with Lance and his dad. But th- start the music, yes, but it's a different song. Yeah. It's like Ramstein. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 do hast. Um okay. N- it's uh, the only one that anybody knows that song. No, there's Muta as well. It, no, it's, okay, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. It's the only one that I know. Oh, okay, fine. Because it's from the Matrix soundtrack. Is it? Du hast. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, du hast mich gefragt. And uh, no, uh, on the 19th of March, we had the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Um, these are my notes. Uh, we bid a fond farewell to Angela Cullen. Oh, yes. We Do were sullen at the departure of Angela Cullen. Cullen. And she took her little scooter and she scooted out of the paddock, nay to return. Paddock is such a permanently stupid word that I just cannot get over. I think it's funny because it's sort of where horses lean over a fence and chew cud, whatever it is that they do. Yeah. 
And I think that's I think that's quite a nice metaphor for Formula One, isn't it? Yeah. Because the drivers are the size of jockeys. And comparatively, when they sit when a jockey sits on a horse, that's the same as a Formula One driver. Sorry, same as a uh, Formula One driver in a car. It's the same sort of height disparity. Yeah, I, I think guess. paddock's quite perfect. I love. I know. I love the word paddock. It's just so cutesy, isn't it? And then Lewis was like, "Yeah, I mean, Amanda, we've been through a lot together, yeah, and we're like, we know we're going to stay." Did best. he get her name wrong? Angela. <laughs> and we're going to stay best friends in the car, and we're going to stay. Uh, you know, I love her. She's and then we and then he hasn't seen her since. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen. They didn't go skydiving together, did they? This season. What's she doing now? She Lewis got like was, a. Lewis was vehemently focused on finishing fifth. In every race. We're losing all of our, we're losing all of our, you know, support people, aren't we? Yeah, I know. Angela, Brapitaliano. Franz Tost, Michael Massey, all the great, it's a bit, um, it's uh, it's like um, a sitcom you love where characters leave and they replace, like Parks and Rec, where by the end of season nine or whatever, it's all different people. Mm. You're like, Rob Lowe's left. What's, yeah. What's left? Like, like after the episode of the first season of the West Wing, uh, Mandy, Mindy. Yeah. They just, like, they just, they don't even explain why she's not there anymore. Yeah. It's like she just doesn't work there. Yeah. Tashi Yar left Star Trek after season one as well. There you um, are, listener. And also, uh, in anybody se- who had 11 minutes on first Star Trek <laughs> reference. <laughs> Saudi Arabia was also when Haas were accused of providing parts to Russia as well. That was my other Providing note. parts to Russia. Do you remember that? They were selling bits of engine equipment to Russia. They got mm. accused of, and they were like, hey, why are these... Why are these Russian tanks so slow? And someone went, oh, I think we can help you there. <laughs> I think we know why these car parts in the Russian military might be dreadful. It's because they're sold by Hass. It was a Sergio Perez victory. Wow, really? In Saudi Arabia. Blimey, O'Reilly. It was, with Max Verstappen five seconds behind in second. That's the worst thing that could have happened to Checo's mental health this year. It's funny now, you can kind of see the story arc unfolding, yeah. you know? Like, for Checo to win second, he and then he would have gone back to his paddock and got in his hot tub with all his mistresses and gone, I think I can win this. And little did he know how bad it was about to get. He was level on points after two races with Max Verstappen, and he thought, <laughs> it's me and Max gunning for the title. Do you feel sorry for Checo in retrospect that he finished second but feels like a loser? Because that's the most brutal way to feel like a loser. Because if you come 20th, if you're Logan Sargent and you are a loser, <laughs> but it's not your fault. You can say it's a multitude of other things. It's your rookie year. It's the fact that maybe you got there too quickly because your dad was willing to pump money into the team. Mm-hmm. It's maybe that your car isn't fast or that your teammate is Alex Albon, one of, and rightfully so, one of the most loved people in the paddock. Mm. But do you think when you're Checo, and you finish second, and you feel like a loser. Do you think that's a worse pain to have? I think when you know mm-hmm. that... So I think for your sergeants, your strolls, and your Perez's, mm-hmm. who are the three sort of loser teammates, mm-hmm. uh, consistently behind their teammates in every single race. Although I would say in Saudi Arabia, Logan Sargent finished in 16th ahead of Lando Norris and Valtteri Bottas. It's incredible. Is it incredible? <sighs> um, but for them, uh, and, and Alex Holborn DNF, uh, and yeah, for, for them to be able to see what the car can do. Mm. And also Sergio came first. Yeah. He, he, he knew how to drive the car to first place. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So when, when did somebody Max like, finish? Second. Yeah. 
five seconds behind. So when somebody like Helmut Marco says, oh, um, only Max could tame the car. Only Max could tame the car. Uh, it, the, Sergio could tame the car, but then he just forgot how to. I don't know if he forgot how to, or I, 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 I think that what happened that night is um, Yoss held an emergency meeting. Mm. And like he was like sharpening a sword or something. You know, whoosh, that noise. Whoosh. Mm. Now, my boy. We agreed my boy is going to come first this season. And I see the Mexican driver. Yes. What did you call him, Helmut? Oh, we'll get to that. The Mexican driver. He came second. This will not do. And they just down-tuned his car for the rest of the year. I don't think that that happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. It, the way in which you think Formula One exists, mm -hmm. it, that is, that's the way... If the world if the world of Formula One exists like you think it exists, then that is definitely what happened. Is conspiratorially a word? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So conspiratorially speaking, I would imagine that Red Bull, with their um strategic savvy mm. and all the their ability to just predict everything, I wouldn't be surprised if they figured out early on that you can't dominate a season with two good drivers. So let's just turn Checo's car down 10% and not tell him. I wouldn't be surprised. But there's no way that a Formula One driver who spent their life in cars, um, learning about cars, uh, would not know that, that, hang on, this car's gotten slower, mm. but Max's has not. What's going on? I don't think you could get away with it. You don't think so? I think you can get away with most things in Formula One. Unless you said to Checo, listen, we're going to drive nails through your wrists. Unless you just shut up and take this. No, I think that they, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that they just went, ah, oh, we can't win with two drivers eating up winning points every race. We need one dominant driver. And I think it's totally like, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility. Like the pit crew don't really, they're just changing tires and lifting the car up. Like, But the also the flaw here is, Josh, that they could have won. If they had just gotten one twos all season as they were on course to do, yeah, they would have just won. It, no, they would have had a Nico Lewis situation where they would have started crashing into each other. They would have had, and they learned from Daniel and Max where they went, oh, if both the cars are as good and both the drivers are good, disaster. So they had to pit one against the other. I, I think that the, the Max Daniel thing was in a different, they had a competitive car that could win races mm -hmm. but was probably the third best car yeah. in the in the in the in the in the paddock this is the best car not just in the paddock but like it's the most dominant car it's actually the best car in the world it's the best car in the world really? it's yeah. the, it, it in terms yeah. of what being a car like what you want from a car yeah. it's the Aside best from being able to do a big shop yeah <laughs> it's the best car in the world yeah it's like that would be, you know, Vauxhall Sophia. Yeah, but that's you, not the world we're living in. No, you could pick up your girlfriend from the airport very quickly, but you couldn't take her from the airport back to the house. Mm, unless you'd kind of had some of uh, the leftover duct tape from Alpha Tauri. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd strapped her to your rear wing. Okay. 2nd of April, we had the Australia. Australia Grand Prix. I was there. You were there. I like, was what, there. Are your, what are your memories of the Australian Grand Prix? Um, being very hot and then very cold. Mm. Mm. Much like, much like Checo. Yeah, yeah. 
it was um, a max win. It finished behind the safety car. Mm-hmm. There were, um, how many red flags was it? A million yeah. billion. Was it a million yeah, billion red was, flags? We, we had an exciting race and we went, oh, wow, this season's going to be really good. Little Lewis, did we know. Little, Lewis Hamilton finished second. Uh, Fernando Alonso in third. Um, it was an interesting thing for me to be at a race. I had seats on a corner, but they were on the acute angle of the corner yeah which meant that i couldn't see the cars coming i just saw them go round yeah you so were they were at, they were there and gone in a moment for yeah, me yeah you were at the end of the mark webber straight yeah. i believe yeah and to see the cars go round to see a couple of overtakes that was really exciting but to see who's pursuing who and uh, like the marginal gains lap upon lap mm. it was an interesting way to watch a watch a race um, I enjoyed it. And that, I bought you a present, a liquid Molly key ring. Oh, you did? Yes. Uh, the notes from that race was, that was when the FIA announced that they were investigating the FIA to see if the FIA broke any rules at the end of the 2021. Mm. That was um, pretty remarkable. Mm. I love I love internal investigations so much. It was also the race where Bridgestone said that they were competing, which I think we need because I think the Pirelli tyres are just embarrassed. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I remember assuring an ex of mine that I was going to launch a thorough investigation into whether or not I'd cheated. (laughs) (laughs) And And I hadn't. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's that's what I found. I've looked into it. That's what I found. I've looked into it and it turns out that even though there's a a lot of evidence suggesting I was unfaithful, that my investigation into whether I was cheating on you it didn't it didn't return any um hard evidence it yielded no results no no um and also it was the race when nelson pk was banned from the paddock in australia doesn't that feel like a lifetime ago carlos Sainz finished 12th in australia he also finished last oh wow there was that many dnfs (laughs) Gasly, ocon de vries sergeant magnuson russell albon and leclerc all dnf'd all DNF. God, that's good. And also, uh, Gasly, Ocon, De Vries, and Sargent all DNF'd with two laps to go. 30th of April, Azerbaijan, the first street circuit of the year. Can I shock you? Yes. My favourite Grand Prix, I think. Azerbaijan. I love. Are you Azerbaijan and laugh? Are you as in a laugh? No. No. Forget that. Um, I. I aesthetically, really? definitely, I oh, love I, it. I find it. There's weird. that little zigzag turn that goes up a hill with some houses on either side, and it's just <laughs> such a fucked up place for a race. I don't think it's a particular. I really like the first corner as well. That like uh, ninety degree left yeah. that they take. I love that for a first and corner. And that tiny narrow bit where Charles crashed into the uh, parabolica. That's what I mean with the two yeah. houses either side. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. my bit that I love. I think the Azerbaijan Grand Prix looks like the SNES Aladdin game. Okay. That's I, it, I don't have, I never had a snares and I never okay. had that That's game. That's what it reminds me of. But it was also the, so this was the uh, race where the Schumacher family sued someone because they, a company made an AI Michael Schumacher. Fucking <laughs> just so bad. It's just, who, who came, who was like, guys, I've got a great idea. And I think it's tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest Formula One driver of all time. Not statistically, but in the hearts of many, yes. Well, yeah, but so like, you know, people argue all the time. I mean, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a great, how was your weekend? 
Uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, wife left me finally. She investigated whether I've been cheating on her, and her results are very different <laughs> to mine. And uh, she took the kids, and obviously she packed up. I just bought this Toyota Yaris as well, and then that's gone as well. I can't complain about it. And the doorbell camera broke, but I had a great idea. Oh, yeah, what was it? You know, Michael <laughs> Schumacher. Yeah. Yes, Barry. No one's going to be offended by this. Can you remember how he speaks, Michael Schumacher? Uh, eloquently. Do you remember that footage of him saying that he thought that Vettel, Lewis, or Massa could beat him and that championship titles were meant to be broken? Said he had seven championships and the interview went, do you think anyone can ever beat this? And he went, yeah, Hamilton, Vettel, um, and Massa. Little did he know that Lewis almost would, but they had to break the rules for him so to that not he be didn't. able to. Yeah. Mm. Little did they know that Vettel would move to Ferrari and it became the worst car in the world. Little did they know that Massa would sue Formula One. This is what gets me about uh, get back. We'll get back to Massa in a minute. But Vettel going to Ferrari and now Charles signing this extension. Like you said, that uh, my prediction about Le- Charles Leclerc at Mercedes winning a world championship yeah. was stupid. I tell you what's more stupid than that <laughs> is signing a contract with Ferrari till twenty twenty nine. What's he doing? Has he not been like awake? What does he? Th- okay. What 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 about Ferrari has? given him the indication that that's a good place for him to stay for the very best years of his career. 2029, that's five years away. What is more likely by 2029 that Ferrari will win a WDC Mm. or that the world will end? Genuinely, which do you think is more likely? That's a long pause. He's he's thinking about it. I am thinking about it. Um, uh, I certainly... uh, uh, I don't think the... the, uh, if it was the end of all human life on earth, mm-hmm. I would say that it's more likely that Ferrari win a world championship. Whereas if you're saying that the kind of breakdown of civilization mm-hmm. and the kind of global economy in terms of its, you know, uh, interconnecting functionality, mm-hmm. I would say that it's more likely that that breaks down than, um, than so the end of the world as we know it is more likely than Ferrari winning a world championship. Okay, to tie those two things together, if the apocalypse was about to happen and Mm -hmm. sirens started going off and Mm -hmm. you and I had to get out of London because that was where the, you know, the nuclear bomb was going to hit. That's where Vlad was going to target. And, um, or China. And, um, (laughs) and we had to get out of London and all we had to get out of London was an F1 Ferrari car. Uh I would question whether we'd make it out. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know if this is going to make it to the M25. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if we can get on the North Circular in time in this Ferrari car. We, are you on my lap? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, you're on my lap. I think... I think my, yeah, the circulation in my legs would cut off quicker, I think. Y- yeah, yeah, I, I weigh more than you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, okay, the, and the other thing is, um, I think that... What I think Ferrari do is, it's, it is like that husband who cheats, and then he's like, I promise I will never do it again if you take me back. I promise. I'll be... I've, I've started going to therapy. I'm going to church. That's why I went to confession, like you said. Spoken to that, the thought, but lie down every week and I, cry, I cried in my first session. <laughs> Baby, just come back. Baby, please, just give me till 2029. <laughs> just give me till 2029. <laughs> uh, Azerbaijan was also the race where uh, Ferrari again, where Charles was robbed. He, and, he, and do you remember he was wearing his rings and, and watches in Monaco and then someone nicked it? Yeah. And that and he chased them around Monaco in his oh, car. Oh, robbed, actually robbed. Yes. Not robbed like like Ferrari. Not when, robbed of a win. Could you just pit for no reason, no, Charles? he was mugged. 
Right, Remember? right, right, right. Someone right. stole his Richard Emilie watch. Yeah. And at, at the time, I thought, God, that's unfortunate. It's horrible getting mugged. It's very traumatic. But as the race went on and he was putting on rings at the end of every race, advertising to the dozens of people watching Formula One, I did start to think, you kind of bought this on yourself, mate. Yeah. You know? Sorry. Also, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix was the, we had a month-long gap between Australia and um, Azerbaijan, which was... Which for the drivers to go, there's too many races. I think if you get a month off between work, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, there was 26 days. Yeah. They fit the whole of the Melbourne Comedy Festival in between uh, the Australian Grand Prix and the Azerbaijan I Grand Prix. I did more gigs in August than they were than there were F1 races this year. Yeah, you know, and they were very taxing gigs. Yeah, they were. They were longer than um, most F. No, they weren't actually. No, my gigs weren't longer than F1 races, but no, um, they were. Some of them were better. They were longer than, like, um, a lot of uh, Esteban Ocon's Formula One races. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, and and a lot longer than all of McLaren's races for the first six yeah. races of the season. Okay, so USA Miami was the <laughs> was the uh, next race of the season on the 7th of May. Um, it had the best slash worst Formula One intro I've ever seen with LL Cool J and Will I Am. That's oh, our viral hit. That's the major take. Oh, the one, yeah. We did the honest F1 Miami intro. Yeah, and it was the uh, before I was shadow banned on TikTok. But it was the it was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I've watched a grandparent die. Have you? And that was worse. Like in the room, watching oh, from yeah. life to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> and a smaller part of me died than watching Will I Am fake conduct. How old were you? An orchestra. Uh, during the Miami Grand Prix, yeah, um, I was younger to the, the, the early twenties. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but um, you know what? Even when that happened, I thought, well, at least there'll be a good F one race tonight after my granddad died. So you know. Fuck. Whereas this was absolutely just Fernando Alonso in third for the uh, Miami Grand Prix. Yeah, Mike Crack complained that F one is abandoning its DNA with sprint races. Uh, yeah. And I agree, Mike Crack. They're, uh, they're going to introduce um, an IndyCar rule. Have you seen that? What, what's the rule? Uh, that you can't gain an advantage by crashing during qualifying. Yes. So when you saw that. So like Checo did in Monaco. Or like Charles Monaco. did in yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, I'm willing to bet they're going to take that on a case-by-case basis that will probably benefit Max Verstappen. What Who is in it crashes? for the FIA? to ensure that Max Verstappen wins. What what I I'm I'm always um, I, with, I, I, with conspiracy theory I'm always interested in the assumed root cause of the corruption. Well, I don't think that it can last seven championships, but I do think that they need a dominant F1 winner who isn't Lewis Hamilton and I think they need to pull in you know, they're trying to make it all very Vegas, aren't they? Yeah. And we need a new poster boy. And Max has got three now, which is great. Um, he deserved this year's one. He deserved last year's one. And debatably deserved 2021 as well. I mean, well, it's just him and Lewis deserved that world championship. But ultimately, you know, the 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 it ended under it, such a cloud of shame. Yeah, it was unfair as a, as a racing fan. Yeah. But let's not dwell on that. Let me answer your question. Um, I think that what's in it for the FIA is money, obviously, is that we have someone else that people can watch and enjoy racing. But viewing figures are down. Yeah. 
and hugely down, hugely down, yeah, because the races aren't competitive. Yeah, it is massively against the FIA's interest for Max's Verstappen's for Max Verstappen's dominance to continue. No, because we have another drive to survive between now and the next season, so it's gonna it's gonna um springboard the the viewership. But back. the drive to survive is not. It can't be good. It, it can't, can't be, be good. A good season. How is drives to to survive going to be good this year? Nothing happened. Unless it's like oh Checo's. You know that they're 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 doing Channel 4's wife swap, and yeah. like it's all they jazz it up with loads of different tasks and turn it into like Love Island. It's, it's going to be the wrong way around. If 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 Drive to Survive does wife swap, it's going to be the wrong way around. Instead of it going okay, so this year, um, this week, Charles's girlfriend gets to go out with George, and George's girlfriend gets to go out with Charles. It's just going to be Checo going, "Who do I get to fuck?" That's all it's going to be. They're going to get it completely wrong, and. Um, I don't see how it, Drive to Survive can be interesting this year because at least last year we had the whole fix your fucking car. We had all that stuff. Yeah. which And we got to see Toto like this stalwart. I don't know if that's the right word, but mm-hmm. it's like this very, um, this statuesque uncle of Formula One. We got to see him shit a brick. Yeah, that was what was really interesting. And I think Toto's, he's trying to become statesmanlike again. Yeah, he's trying to recapture his stoicism yeah. and his dignity, and he lost it. And to see somebody who was this uh, uh, confident, striding king of F one, yeah. sauntering around the paddock, going, <laughs> "Yes, we pull the steering wheel out, and then it is." <laughs> uh, important note for the Miami Grand Prix: it was when Charles Leclerc released his first single. Oh, should we listen God. back to it? Should we? Should we play it back? As long as you're not actually going to play it back right now, and you're just going to put it in the edit later. Okay, I'll put it. But what would you rather listen to? Would you rather listen to um, this is the Slade, formula? Oh, okay. Christmas song right now, or mm. Charles Leclerc's Slade? Because he didn't know. Can we just play the Charles music, please? Uh, thank you. When when Charles Leclerc released this single, he didn't know that that somber melody would define his race season, did he? He was like, "Hey, this is how I feel inside." <laughs> But he stopped doing it. So he That's, must have worked it out. The best thing about Charles's music career is that he realised that he, he had the good graces to stop releasing music. Mm. Because it would have been like Elliot Smith if he'd kept releasing songs, wouldn't he? What, right? How so? He would have stabbed himself in the heart if he kept releasing <laughs> music. <laughs> That's what would have happened. <laughs> Just look at some beautiful place to get lost. And then his girlfriend would have gone out to the shops and he would have, you know what I mean? Like it would just, he can't, he couldn't continue releasing music with the career, with the year that Ferrari would have. I completely forgot that Elliot Smith stabbed himself in the heart. I'm going to read out my Vegas. So when the Miami Grand Prix happened, I wrote down a bunch of predictions for Las Vegas because we were trying to assume what would happen in Vegas. We had no idea. In Miami, we wrote down Vegas predictions. Yes. Okay. Because it was so ridiculous. Okay, go on. Let me know so what So these they are. are my Vegas predictions. Um, uh, fireworks, but shot from guns. Yeah. Yeah. 12-gun um, salute. Yeah. Um, and then I and then I put Tyson to bite the ear off a Pirelli tyre. Yeah, okay. And all drivers to get a lap dance before the race. Elvis impersonator to marry Max Verstappen to his one true love, Jos Verstappen. Now, I wasn't far off with some of those. Yeah. We did have the Elvis impersonators. You were able to get married. And the drivers didn't get a lap dance, but they did get to drive around in a limousine with a lap dancing pole in it. 
Yeah. So I wasn't far off. Yeah, I think that those are good. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good hyperbolic kind of uh, guesswork and towards the what twelve gun salute and the fireworks. They kind of had that in Texas, didn't they? Where they shot fireworks. Out it's of a more tower. Texasy those yeah. things. Much more Texasy. Um, okay, Emiliana, um, the Italian um, Roman Emiliano. Uh, was rained off. The rain in Emiliana Romana falls mainly upon the Parabolica. And um, Gerhard Berger, that race, said that no one can beat Max. I'm not expecting an exciting battle for the WDC. And Gerhard Berger, you were correct. Mm. He absolutely smashed that. At the Formula One Qatar Airways Grand Premio del Made in Italy e <laughs> del Emilia Romana 2023. Yeah. I think it's because by the time that they finished saying the name of the Grand Prix, there was no time to get anything else done. And um, they donated one million euros, didn't they, to fix the village after the flooding? Yes. How far away from on holiday were you from there? Uh, around the corner. Around the corner. But from it there. was the next Italian Grand Prix in September, uh, which you I weren't so no, close I, to. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, they rained off that race. And um, Yuki went and cleaned up. Remember that? Little sweet Yuki? Yeah. Went with his little broom. Yeah. Probably just a normal sized broom, actually. And and like, uh, and helped clean up. And then the F- and then the FIA donated one million. Who do you, what do you think they spent more on? One million pounds for flooding in a village. Mm. Or booking Kylie Minogue for the Vegas Grand Prix. What do you think costs more? Definitely Kylie. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if it's one of those things that kind of a performer would do on uh, gratis just because the exposure that they're going to get, like promoting greatest hits and tours and whatnot. There's a lot of Kylie about. She's just done her audience with on ITV, hasn't she? Oh, really? She's having another renaissance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like her a lot. She seems very kind of down to earth. She seems uh, the most mentally robust 80s, 90s, noughties pop star. Yeah. Uh, that there is. I mean, Madonna's obviously not there. All there. Mm. Okay, well, uh, speaking of Kylie, speaking of spinning around, um, that moves us on to the Monaco Grand Prix. It does. 28th of May, which is the race where Checo's spirit died. Uh, yes. Uh, they lifted the car up, he crashed in qualies, and they had to lift the car up, and everyone saw up Red Bull's skirt and went, oh, that's why the car's so good. Yes, and he finished two laps behind Max Verstappen. Jesus wept. Two laps behind Max Verstappen. After 76 laps around uh, Monaco, mm-hmm. uh, he found himself in between Yuki Sonoda and Nico Hulkenberg and uh, Logan Sargent, all of them two laps behind the leader and winner of the race, Max Verstappen. That is the death of dignity, isn't it? For, for Sergio Checo, Perez. Yeah. 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 Apparently his pit crew, from what I heard, were saying, oh, he's like, it really affected him. From my, that's my insider information from an, like the tabloids would say, uh, an unnamed source. Did he, but he came out recently and said that one of the races this season was the worst, the worst race of his career and the lowest point, but it wasn't this. It, I think it no, was, there were loads more. <laughs> there were loads of lowest points. <laughs> there were loads more where he chunked it this year. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the Monaco gridwalk for a second mm-hmm. because um, that was a particularly good. Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your gridwalk of the season? I have three gridwalks of the season. Oh, no. Okay. So, okay. Have, have we covered any of them so far? No. Okay. So, Orlando Bloom's one of them. Orlando Bloom's one of them. I loved the... Just beaked off his nut, wasn't he? He'd done so much cocaine. The frantic, like, coke dad energy. Like, he's got a four-year-old and he's trying not to do it anymore. 
but he's like, away for the weekend. He's away for the weekend. Yeah. It's just a bit of coke. Uh, you know, he's still at that age. You know, he, oh my god, uh, who knows what's going to happen? Like the lads are there, they behave inappropriately and like get a bit rowdy at a local cafe. And then he wakes up the next day and feels awful about it. Like he's not such a dick that he didn't feel awful about what he was like, but he also wasn't enough of a non-dick to not be a dick all afternoon. Uh, it also makes perfect sense that when you're away from your kids for the weekend, that you'd be that coked up by 11 a.m. Yeah. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, like, he woke up and was like, guys, I've got 12 hours till the plane leaves. Let's go. Mm. Yeah. And um, other than that, I, I mean, I, I, I've moved, I've got sh I, the Spanish Grand Prix on the 4th of June. Who won that? Are you moving ahead to another, the next Grand Prix? Well, yeah. He's rifling through them now. Yeah, we're. I, mean, oh, I thought what, we were going to do, do our best grid walks. Do you have any other notes on Monaco? I don't have any other notes. I don't have any other notes on Monaco. I just thought we were going to go into our grid walks. Then. I can't remember who else was on that grid walk. I can't remember who else was on that grid walk, no. but I thought we were going to take a moment to do the grid walk. I would assume Gordon Ramsay. I would assume Will I Am. Um, and I would guess. God, there's got to be. There's um, usually some footballers Massa. in Monaco. If Monaco, Massa's probably milling around. There's probably like, you know, uh, Mason Mount and yeah. Reese James, the kind of Chelsea footballers that would go out to Monaco for the weekend. Some musician who's there with Red Bull, probably. Yeah, uh, a couple of low key. Bieber, maybe. Yeah, you'd get Bieber there. Some it, All pop stars who think they're better than just being a pop star would go to Monaco. Yeah. Because they think it's classy. Britney, maybe. No, Britney's not allowed but out. Kylie was there. Kylie was at Monaco because she went up to Jensen Button and they had the energy that suggested they had sex in 2009. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. It was like, hey, Kylie. She's like, oh my God, hi. And then they hugged and there was this weird like, I miss you. Even though at that time, Jensen Button was still going out with um, Florence Montague Mahogany wristwatch cabinet Who, the third. Who's, oh, was he, did he date? Oh, yeah, the princess of Monaco. He was dating somebody yeah. really posh. Yeah, they didn't talk about that in the Braun documentary, did they? Yeah, because whilst he was going out with her, I did a casting for an advert with her. And she was one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in real oh, life. Oh, you did? She was in the in the cast. She was in the car. We read for the parts together. Wow. And you didn't get it? I didn't get it, no. Uh, who got it? I have no idea. Not her either. Uh, she didn't get it either? No. Huh. Well, um, speaking of not getting it, I didn't really get the Spanish Grand Prix because um, nothing happened. It was a boring race. Uh, what? Do you mean the Formula One AWS Grand Premio de España 2023? <laughs> Lewis Hamilton came second. Lewis Hamilton also... George Russell came third. That was also the race where he apparently came... No, I'm not going to say that. It was well also, done, though. That it, was... it was the race where he was announced that he was allegedly dating Shakira. Lewis Hamilton? Mm -hmm. There's a she-wolf coming after me. Ow! Um, I love that song so much. She-wolf. Because you can hear... Listen to She-wolf by Shakira. Mm-hmm. You know that song? No. There's a she-wolf. No, I have heard it now. And there's a bit where Shakira goes, and you, I get the feeling that in the studio, the producer was like, oh, Shakira, you know what would be really good? What if you did a... And the way you hear it on the recording is you can tell Shakira's reluctant when she's doing it. Like, wait, listen to it, genuinely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. There's a she-wolf. Um, do you think that they were actually dating or do you think that was PR spin? PR spin. Really? Yeah. I just don't think Lewis Hamilton would be interested in her. And it's a good song. Mm, mm, mm. I'm dating Lewis Hamilton. He never gets my boobs mixed up with mountains. Good guitar. Here we go. 
Ready? There is no one else alive who just sings in sounds. Like, I, doesn't matter. Ready? This is how reluctant she sounds. Oh, for fuck's sake. Friday. This is not a Formula One podcast. Friday. Like a, uh, ready? Shakira, can you do an ooh? <laughs> she didn't want to do it, you can tell. <laughs> She's half assed that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's funny. Okay, Canadian Grand Prix. 18th of June, there were no Canadians on the grid walk. That was my first note. And my second note is they stopped calling the Wall of Champions the Wall of Champions. Those oh. are my only notes from the Canadian Grand Prix. But, oh, because they thought it was distasteful to call a Wall of Champions a Wall of Champions because it's actually where people go to... Yes, furthering the journey of Formula One losing any sense of uh, uh, all its sense of humour and mm. any sense of, like, kitsch fun. Um, they've stopped calling it the Wall of Champions, which I do understand because if someone dies hitting it, um, then they'll really have to stop calling it the Wall of Champions. Who died hitting it? No one. No one's ever died hitting it, but that's why they've stopped calling it that. Which is in case... Yeah. Yeah, because they went, guys, listen, we've watched Logan Sargent driving and I don't think we can call it the Wall of Champions. Anymore. What do they call the one at Monza where Senna died? Is it Monza where Senna died? I don't think that's got a funny nickname. Do you not think so? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck, no. Okay. That race was crap. Um, any notes on that race? Uh, Verstappen, Alonso, Hamilton, um, Ferrari getting their customary fourth position with Charles Leclerc, just to mix it up. Um, where did Sergio Perez finish? It was sixth, 51 seconds yeah, behind after, Max yeah, Verstappen. See, he really started to panic. This is when he starts to lose his mind. Yeah. Uh, Logan Sargent and George Russell DNFing and Nick DeVries um, bringing up the rear. Uh, with uh, being one lap behind everybody else. He actually didn't even get to complete the full 70 laps. Um, Austrian Grand Prix, 2nd of July, uh, sprint race. Another one of my favourites, another one of Alfie Round's favourite races. Um, It was suggested that Lawrence Stroll gets a knighthood. What? Yeah, that was the week that everyone went, hey, Lawrence Stroll should get a knighthood because he saved so many jobs. Oh, and because Falanzo Alonso's coming like third, fourth and fifth a lot. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's why he should have got an eye. But allegedly, he's now selling the team. It's very exciting. Do we believe that? I think it would be... Start the music. If he did. Because he'd have a lot of money, wouldn't he? He'd be buying all the nice gifts. But then he'd also have that weird tension with his son. Do you think that the fact that he's bought the Aston Martin team means that there has been a drop-off in Lawrence? Oh, sold the Aston Martin team, do you mean? Sold the... No, no, no. Do you think after he bought it, there was a drop-off in his disposable income? Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah, you can only have 10 gifts this year. We can't go to Waitrose anymore. We're going to have to go to the... Yeah. It's just as good. The Sainsbury's is just as good. <laughs> Not taste the difference. Lance, you can't... We can't afford that since we bought the Aston Martin team. I can't get you another yacht. That Just scale it back. Do you want a dinghy? You can have a dinghy. I'll put your name on it and everything. But you can't have a third yacht, Lance. That's ridiculous. Um, I think that it's really... I, 
I, I do think he'll sell the team because I think it's the only way. It's like, you know, when you he can't fire his son. So how the hell does he get rid of him? You know what I mean? Uh, like he has, it, he's to, to get rid of Lance Stroll and Aston Martin, Lawrence has to sell the team and let someone else fire his son. It's, um, it's something that I suppose we could have seen coming when he bought the team and gave Lance Stroll a seat. Are you just going to stay the owner of that team forever? Yeah. And what happens when he just starts fucking it over and over again? Like for Stroll, for Perez, I mean, I am a little kind of a, a departure from Austria Grand Prix specificity, but I am stunned that the grid has remained exactly the same for the start of the new season as it ended at the end of the last. Yeah. Uh, I've never known that to happen, really, I don't no. think. Um, and it does mean that next year a lot of contracts expire and we're going to see a lot of movement. But I do feel very sorry for these F2ers who are getting a lot of hype and are ready for their F1 seat and are sort of having to just wait it out for another, let's be honest, probably not year. I think what they're going to have to do is make they're going to have to televise more F2 and start making F2 more like F1. Mm. Or they're going to have to turn Formula 1, I've been saying this all season, into a league. Mm. Because the sport can't sustain itself like a, like football, where you have how many football games in a season? 38. Right, per team. This has 24 races in a season. It, and and, the, and the, the Kardashianization of the sport can't sustain itself without them doing something to make more people F1 drivers. And it's not Andretti coming in for a $2 million buy-in. One team isn't going to fix. So how many teams There's did they used to be? There's in the zit, is what I'm saying. How how many, what's the most number of F1 teams ever been? I think it was 20, uh, I think it was, uh, I think at the most was 27 drivers, I think. I 27 think. drivers? It might be 24, but I think it was 27, yeah. Okay. Um, but those were different rules back then where you could literally swap drivers in the middle of a race. If one of them crashed and you had a spare car. I mean, it's all, every rule you can possibly imagine about F1 has happened over the course of yeah. the sport. Um, okay, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back to review the rest of the Formula One 2022 Dirty Air Debrief. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to Dirty Air. Um, Silverstone, Sil we, we went. Uh, we did go. And I think Silverstone and previously the Austrian Grand Prix, which we were just talking about, this is the beginning of the McLaren rebirth. Yes. 
Uh, I think in the last race you had uh, Lando Norris in fourth, basically showing everybody, hey, the car's actually quite good. Mm -hmm. And at Silverstone, uh, we saw Lando Norris finish 3.7 seconds behind, I forgot who won that race. But um, uh, yeah, he was in second place. That My memories of that race um, was that we got up really, really early to drive to do our live podcast mm -hmm. because we got contacted by Silverstone and they said, can you come and do a live podcast? And we went, have you got the right podcast? Mm. And um, we genuinely thought that they'd mistaken us for a different podcast. Mm. And they went, no, really you. And then we stood. I wonder whose choice it was. Like, I... who was it who made that decision? Who yeah. at Silverstone went, those guys, they're a good idea. And didn't you say that one joke I made had made it around? Yeah, you walked on stage and went, are we at a money laundering event? Hmm. Yeah, and apparently I heard that that came back to me. <laughs> and do you remember that we... Because we were. We got there so early and it was... I, not to be rude, but like we were, there was a lot not happening in that day. We, a, a lot. Do you remember we just stood behind the stage before we went on for like four hours? Well, we got there. We, it was soaking wet rain. So we went to the artist liaison tent where we hung out with the nice people who worked at the artist liaison. We helped. Um, her name isn't Catatonia. It is Kerry Smith. No, that's the girl from Karis the Sonic Matthews. Kitten. Karis Matthews. Karis Matthews. And Damien Lewis, Lewis, who was going to go on the next day to yep. sing, not sing, but like do the <laughs> national anthem. He was uh, wearing tiny little shoes with no socks. Mm -hmm. and in the rain. In the rain. And sunglasses, I believe. I don't think you've remembered that right. I, I, I think that in your mind, I know why you think that. He wasn't. It's because he's a prick. But it's like he wasn't doing that. You just have that memory... Of that is what he would have done. So yeah. it is what he did, but he didn't. I don't, he wasn't. I don't think he that was. He is my national anthem of the year, hands down. The Austrian national anthem was great because they had a guitar. Yeah. But the Silverstone national anthem is will go down in history as the greatest Formula One national anthem performance ever. I quite like the United Arab Emirates one for the Dubai Grand Prix, which is Ishi Bilad, because it's so new. It's basically like it, it, all national anthems have been around for God knows how many years. Mm. Whereas that one's 1986. Yeah. So they've just gone, what do national anthems sound like? And they've let's just, copy go, let's just do, Ishi Bilad means long live the country. It's like, yeah, long live the country. <laughs> it's just boring shit. Yeah. Da yeah. Damien Lewis gets it for me because it's just, it was the, it was the intonation and the fact that he just went, someone called him and went, hey, Damien, great news. Um, Silverstone want you to do the, the national anthem before the race. And they, yeah, I know. Isn't it mental? There's loads of good British singers. Yeah, but they've asked you. Mm. And then he went, um, okay, well, I've got one thing that I insist on. Um, and he went, yeah, what is it? And he was like, do you know what a saxophone is? And they go, yeah, of course I do. He went, that. I think if there's any more apposite uh, example or representation rather uh -huh. of like Boris Johnson's post-Brexit Britain, it is... <laughs> An Etonian singing badly <laughs> with a saxophone, the national anthem, but doing the, the national anthem of Great Britain in an American accent. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely. It was the word victorious. Santa Victoria. Victoria. 
And Victor, uh, yeah. happy and glorious. Yeah, he just learned what vibrato is that week, <laughs> hadn't he? Well, you know, if I do this, uh, Victor, when I die, yeah, that the word his singing of the word victorious will will flash yeah. before my eyes. It's like when Pinocchio's underwater and shouting for Geppetto. Geppetto. Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, that was the first time I saw Toto look sad. That was my only note. Oh, no. V- 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 Norris back on the podium, surging forth. Perez actually had a lot more podiums than I seem to remember in this, like, midway point. Mm. Um, you had uh, Hungary... Um, and then he's on the podium again in Belgium. Belgian Grand Prix was the, the beginning of the actor's strike, so they didn't have a grid walk. So Brundle just walked around and talked to fans, and it was better. It was, oh, is that the Belgian one? Yeah, it was better. Yeah, the Belgian one, there was a real sense of, hey, this one's for the Formula One fans. Yeah, because Belgium's great. Mm. They've got it all right. Beer. Do they do, what is their thing? Um, clams? Belgium. Yeah, what is it? What's chips. It? Chips and... Mayonnaise. Oysters. No, no, chips and mayonnaise. No, they have like... Uh, what are the... Waffles. Mussels. Is it mussels? Yeah. Move. Isn't that Belgian? No, it's French. Sort of coastal okay. French food, I guess. Then we move on to Das Nudeland. The Nederlands. Uh, I believe it was the summer break. And then the first race back uh, where in, in the break, do you remember Max drove the uh, Valkyrie around Monaco wearing headphones? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you remember that? If like Vaguely. That's what every gamer wants to do in real life. I tried very hard not to think about Formula One during August. <laughs> uh, the Netherlands, uh, we had... Um, Mitch. Pierre Geschley with his first uh, podium. Yeah. Well, not his first, but his only podium of the season. Yeah. Uh, which was exciting for him. Yeah, it was good for him. I, I, I think he's a good boy. Gasly? Yeah. I like him. I think he's a good... I think he's probably a good boy. I, I think he might be a good boy. Okay. Okay. I think he's probably a bad boy. 3rd of September, Italy. Monza. Formula One Pirelli Grand Premio d'Italia 2023. The Max first... Verstappen. Sergio Perez. Carlos Sainz. The first ever helmet negs was that week. Was it? Yeah. You really hit on something with that. Yeah. And uh, uh, PK's kids did the angry tweet being like, you, how come our dad's not invited to any races? This is a disgrace. Oh, that was when Yuki was having a little bit of a sticky bum time, wasn't yes. it? And he didn't start the race. Yes. Yeah. Lewis resigned. I've written here resigned, not resigns. He resigned mm. for two years to Ferrari. So, uh, sorry, to Mercedes. So hopefully he will. You think Mercedes are going to be good next year, don't you? Well, I've heard noises mm-hmm. out of Mercedes, or, or rather, everybody from Mercedes who's been interviewed seems to think that they are on it, about to hit on something exciting. What is in when you say exciting? Do you mean being fast again? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. They're, okay, so they got rid of somebody who they've re-employed. Yeah, um, and the, the, he was the person who was to blame for the porpoising and whatnot, but he was also to blame, in inverted commas, for all of their speed. Mm -hmm. So he made loads of good decisions, fucked up once, they got rid of him, and now they've gone, sorry, come back, but don't do the porpoising thing. Uh, I don't... I I think it's very, very difficult for teams... I don't think... Max Verstappen and everybody at Red Bull have said, we won't do that again. That'll be really difficult. Mm. So I... I just think because of how hard it is to be 
you don't ever see teams be as dominant as they are this season go on to be as dominant again the following season. I don't know. Is that true? Mercedes did that for what? Remember the Mercedes when they were this dominant, were they not as dominant? They won, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine million races, uh, championships in a row. Um, but they weren't this dominant for more than one season. So you don't think Red Bull can be this good next year? I don't think that they can be as I don't think they can be the same disparity between Red Bull and everybody else as there as there was. And I think actually, as the season wears on, you see um, uh, it tighten up a little bit. Um, and it did tighten up in Singapore on the seventeenth of September. Lando Norris was on Raya. And uh, Liam Lawson had a very good race result, and I was worried that Jos Verstappen was going to have him assassinated, but that didn't happen. I, that is my race of the season, Singapore. I'm going to go with Singapore or Las Vegas as my race of the season, um, because it was one was everything I love about Formula One, and one was everything I hate about Formula One. Um, but they were both entertaining for very different reasons, but Singapore was a very good race, wasn't it? And you really see in this run of races, McLaren hit their stride. And you've actually got uh, Japan and Qatar, which have exactly the same... Uh, no, they don't. One had uh, Max, Lando, Oscar, and one had Max, Oscar, Lando. I mean, the great thing about the Japan-Qatar races, which we can kind of combine into into one review, is that um, the drivers all seem to go mental those two weeks mm. with, like, jet lag or something. Mm. And I want more of that. When they went, it's really important that the drivers are looked after and we care about the welfare of the drivers. Mm. And then when they went, it's 48 degrees out there. And Domenicali went, stick them in the fucking car. <laughs> and they went, no, but they're all having like, they're all seeing things and they're all seeing colours and they can't drive straight. Yeah. And Domenicali went, look, I care about the drivers. And then someone just came up to him and whispered how much money was going in the bank account. And he went, put them in the fucking car right now. Yeah. Make them drive round like the paid monkeys that they are. It's interesting, and isn't enjoy, it, that they are, are they able to go like, oh, it's they're gonna all Stefano, they're gonna all die of heat death if we put them in the car. I don't really mind, uh, Stefano. It's actually light drizzle. Cancel the race. <laughs> Cancel the race. You think we want people entertained around here? No, sirree, Bob. Um, I wasn't very entertained in Texas. Were you not? I enjoyed Max, Lando and Carlos. Nah, I enjoyed the national anthem. I liked the helicopter that nearly got shot down by the firework. Um, and I believe that was the race where Max won the championship. Which race was it where somebody almost got run over in the pit lane? Um, was that, I think that was, that was Ocon coming in in, I can't remember. No, neither can I. I can't remember, but they opened Park Fairmay. And um, it was, a, Fairmay was the wrong word to use because it yeah. wasn't, it it, wasn't, the race wasn't Fairmay. Was no, it, it wasn't. was Ouvray. Yeah, it was Ouvray. <laughs> Oh, GCSE French. Yeah, that time living in Paris, um, serving you well. Apple F1 have made a bid for Formula One in October. That was announced. So they've, they're have they trying to buy all of Formula One, which I really hope happens. Apple. Apple, you know. The who make who, my computer. Yes, not the fruit. Have tried or to. Or the Beatles record label. Have tried to buy. They, are, they, are, they want to buy. They've got their sights set on. Buying Formula One, the, the concept, the brand, the like thing. Buying it off of Sky. Outbidding Sky. Oh, okay. So Sky don't own Formula One. They so Apple want to buy the rights to show F one. Yes. Okay, Which I'm okay. all for. Why? Because I just think it would be yet another like nail in the coffin of Formula One. Who watches Apple TV? Like genuinely, apart, I know people listen to this. I get it. You like Ted Lasso. 
because you like a show that makes you feel good, right? I get it. Losers. Right? But who is watching Mariah Carey's Christmas special or the new Snoopy movie? Mm. Or For All Mankind, which is a great show, to be fair, which is the only thing I watch. But they're going to take a big hit. More people have Sky Sports. Apple TV, Apple TV is the only streaming service where you can find the 1960s animated Beatles movie, Yellow Submarine, which is why I've recently downloaded it, because that's my favourite film. <laughs> yeah. and it, I, I You just, can't get it on Amazon Prime, you can't even buy it. I can't see it working. Apple TV. Anyway, Mexico, will Checo retire? Um, was the question we all asked ourselves on the 29th of October. Will Checo retire? And we asked ourselves that because in Mexico, uh, Checo... uh, (laughs) (laughs) We were already questioning whether he... DNF'd on the first lap. Well done, Checo. And um, in Mexico, he DNF'd on the first lap. And they had the giant helmet. They, they, but they bought this on themselves, that race. It's so funny, isn't it? You can't put a a 25-foot helmet on the streets of Mexico and expect the driver to take it well mentally. Mm. There was no chance. Starting in fifth. Uh, I've written this for Brazil. Do you want to see what I've written? Nothing. That was my note. Because it was just, it was, it was fine. Brazil? Brazil. Yeah, it was fine. Um, Max Lando Alonso, Alonso surging back in onto mm-hmm. the podium. Uh, but no, nothing, uh, nothing struck me about Brazil that was really worth mentioning. And it was at this point that I started to lose the will to live. I think with Formula One, mm, me too, because you know that we had little Singapore, a little, a little limoncello, mm. a little palate cleanser oh, where we I'm got in, rid yeah. of the taste of Max briefly, and then with all of the hope that came with Singapore and everybody who knows about Formula One said, oh, by the way, Max is going to win all the races yeah. from now on. So don't don't think that that was something exciting. Don't watch. Uh, like, don't, don't carry on watching now thinking watch. that Carlos is going to do anything. Uh, you're going to be disappointed. And they were right. And it was exciting watching. At least we had the battle, like McLaren, Aston Martin, type thing and ferrari mercedes do you know that collectively um if we if we watch all qualities in all races this season that's like what um 36 hours of our life this year Mm -hmm. over a day and a half Mm -hmm. of our life this year maybe more maybe two days some of the races really dragged on Mm. it's quite a lot of time when you break it down it is quite a lot of time you think about how short life is and how you need to cherish every moment and 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 really Focus on the people you love and spend time with them and show them that you love them and 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 be present as a father for you and mm. as a as a as both of us for boyfriends for to our partners and and just to friends and people who you lose contact with as you get older because life is you know life is a giddy thing to quote Mumford and Sons mm. and um, it 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 slips away from you a day and a half you can see someone and you think they're fine and then they're gone and they they're no longer on the planet and we spent so much of that fucking time. Watching that, watching Max Verstappen win over and over and over again. I was trying to write a bit recently about how our generation is the first generation of people that on our deathbeds will be able to reflect on the hours and hours (laughs) spent playing FIFA. Like playing FIFA or Call of Duty with a first generation of people who have just lost hours and hours. Not to mention all the kind of uncounted hours that you spend on your phone, which yeah. is hours and hours. When my life a day. ends, Fraser Crane's life is going to flash before my eyes. <laughs> Moving on to the fantastic 
uh, new edition, much like um, in the 70s when people stopped watching Scooby-Doo. So they had to introduce Scrappy-Doo so that young people would enjoy the cartoon. And they and they wrote in a terrible little annoying dog into the Scooby-Doo franchise. We had got the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Did somebody... The scrappy did we get a DM about your about our last loss? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and I still don't know. We, I, I, I can't lost. Was it lost? How people? It's Las Vegas. I mean, I think yeah. I think you got something backing yourself up, and then you sent me a very triumphalist and aggressive message. Yeah, that I think used the word cunt in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it sound, that sounds like it something sounds like I something would do. You do. Yeah. Um, I loved the Las Vegas Grand Prix. I thought it was a fantastic race, apart from the fact it didn't need to be in Las Vegas. That's the one thing we missed. But surely it was its very... I loved it. And I think, you know, let Formula One be Formula One. Yeah. Let's let Bartlett be Bartlett. Let's let them all go out. Let's let have the disgusting, ornate, hyper-capitalist, grim, uh, you know, hide the poor fucking awfulness Cut of Formula the trees One. down. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There's blood in the soil, yeah. but who cares because we're dancing every on the ground. Point so no one can watch the race unless they've paid. And then when they have paid, kick them out mm. because it's getting a bit late. And then when they're kind of <laughs> trying to recover their family business from the devastation of Formula One's horror, offer them F1 Nothing. vouchers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know you can get a Lando Norris hat. I know you've gone out of business <laughs> and you have to leave Nevada. <laughs> But how do you feel about this race-worn Alex Albon suit replica? Um, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> you know how um, NASA have... Um, they launched the ships in Florida, but but um, the control center is in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Houston, we have a problem. But mm. They always they, mm. they launch from Cape Canaveral. Mm. I feel like Las Vegas can do that, which is show me all the pre-race Vegas, like show me Elvis marrying people, but then just do it in Cincinnati because no one's going to fucking notice. <laughs> you can cut away throughout the race to like shots of the Mirage or whatever, but it doesn't need to be yeah. in Vegas. Just do it in somewhere else in Nevada. Yeah. Do it in Pahrump, Nevada. Do it in Reno. <laughs> Abu Dhabi, as we approach the final race of the season, um, what are your notes from Abu Dhabi? I don't have anything because I, I think I'd emotionally tapped out from Formula One at that point. I My note were it's the last, it's like, let's just get it done. Yeah. Let's get this podcast done, I think is my note. Um, at the that, Formula One Etihad Airways Abu Dhabi Grand Prix 2023. Uh, can you remember who DNF'd? Um, no. Off the top of your head? a lot of people. Huh? Wasn't it a lot of people? Oh no, that was Vegas where a lot of people DNF'd. God, it's interesting like trying to remember what happened. This was the most recent race and it's gone. Uh, there's a really interesting DNF is the reason why I mention it is because Carlos signs DNF'd but didn't finish last oh yeah and by the way so what? he DNF'd but he DNF'd before Valtteri or Kevin could finish also my like, can we have a um, like a bastard move of the year like a bastard thing that happened this year in Formula 1 yeah mine is when they brought Checo back out remember that when mm. they pulled Checo oh yeah, yeah 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 and then someone was reading that some nerd was in the Formula One library and they came out halfway through and pointed their, pulled their glasses up with their fourth, you know, the finger on the middle of the glasses. Went, mm. Guys, um, you know, we could technically bring Checo back out right now and we could hold up everyone else and no, no one could do anything. And the FIAs went, fine, but you can't do it again. I like that. And then Max did his pit stop starts and they went, no, fine, you can't do that again. And then Max overtook everyone on the pit exit and they went, oh, fine, but you can't do that again. 
No. It's that's clever. I've said this before. That's the level. That's the that's the type of Red Bull being Red Bull that I respect. So like, you haven't written that rule, so fuck you. We're going to do it. And the FIA had just assumed that obviously you can't do that, so they'd not even bothered to write it down. There's no rule in the FIA handbook that says you can't shoot the other drivers with a gun from your car because <laughs> they just assume that you're not allowed to do that. But they're going to have to write it in because Jos Verstappen will press the handgun into Max's palm yeah, yeah and say, do what you need to do. Um, okay, so you've got two other grid walk moments of the year. What are they? Uh, Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, um, really good. Pouring over Martin Brundle. As if, do you know, have you ever gone back home to your, lo- to your town where you grew up mm. and met, bumped into the parents of a friend you had when you were a kid and they're talking to you now? It's like, wow, good for you because you've made it. That's so nice that you did all those things. We always knew that you'd kind of do something like they're having a conversation with you about what they remember of you as a child. Mm. And who, that's the way that Michael Douglas and Catherine Dieter Jones were talking to Martin Brundle. Yeah. Can I just say I, that hasn't happened to me? No one's <laughs> congratulated me when I've gone home. Um, <laughs> My other one is um, Amelia Marinoff. Do you know who that is? Which one is she? Amelia Marinoff. Martin no. Brundle talking to Amelia Marinoff. Which one was that? Martin Brundle was speaking to Amelia Marinoff and uh, he wasn't actually speaking to her. He was trying to look for somebody to speak to. She walked past him and went, I think you're great. And he went, oh, hello. And he clearly fancies her. Yeah. And he stops her in the crowd and goes, hello, um, my name's Martin Brundle. I'm, I'm doing the stop and talk to anybody all of a sudden. You're Martin's random person. You're Martin's random yeah. person. And she went, I just, when you were chasing after Brad Pitt last week and he was like, uh, and she wants to say ignoring you and then she realises it's rude and he goes, yeah, it was just, uh, I love you. I love you. Oh, yeah, well, that's uh, great. I, I I don't like it when people ignore me, but I acknowledge it is part of the job. Thank you very much. And he clearly, there's chemistry between them. <laughs> and that, that, I've never seen Martin Brundle have a crush on somebody before. And Amelia Marinoff, random woman from the paddock. She was age appropriate as well, so it wasn't creepy. My grid, my grid walk moment of the year was Cara Delevingne versus Sam Ryder. Yeah, that's because good. Because I, I, I don't think it was fair for... Is that the same Grand Prix? Yeah. I don't think it's fair for the internet to have a go at Cara Delevingne for not knowing about Formula One. Mm-hmm. If Formula One are going to invite people who don't know about F1 to the races, they have to expect people on the TV who aren't going to know about F1. Exactly. And also, if they invite you and me to the races, it's probably going to be boring on TV because no one knows who we are. Mm. And it doesn't uh, boost engagement in the way that that, that Cara Delevingne did. But this, the the A-B of Cara Delevingne knowing nothing mm. and then Martin Brundle just going to Sam Ryder just going, can you just fuck off? <laughs> like, Sam Could Ryder we find just, a halfway house between yeah. Cara Delevingne <laughs> yeah. and Sam Ryder? Sam Ryder started following him down the, down the grid and Martin was like, see you later. And Sam was like, oh, one more thing. I think it's really good. And yeah, Martin, okay, great. Yeah, I've got to go. I've got more people to talk to. Yeah, no, I just think it's really good what you do. Yeah, can you just... Fuck off. You're really creepy, Sam. Um, You're really, really creepy. Song of the year. My song of the year was uh, The Leader of the Pack by Shangri-Las. And you hoping that... Specifically because of the line, they told me he was bad, but I knew he was sad. The leader of the pack. That's why they called him the leader. We should remake it so it goes, the leader of the pack. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I my song of the year. I'm just going to go with She Wolf. Okay, just just because it's today. Sponsor of the year. Uh, Paramount Plus. <laughs> just who the fuck is watching Paramount Plus? Um, mine. <laughs> Paramount, they went so hard. God bless them. 
God bless Paramount Plus. Have you finished the new Frasier series yet? I have, yes. And does it get any better? It does get better. Does yeah. it actually? It does, yeah. Okay. It's still not great, but it's better. Okay. Um, but I, I just, God love Paramount Plus's social media department and their marketing team for going, hey, you know what I think? You know what we should throw a lot of money at? <laughs> Why don't we sponsor every cooldown room this year? That's a good idea, isn't it? Everyone loves the cooldown room. Also, I'm not. I'm the cooldown room went away, and now it's back, but yeah. it's not all the Make time back. Mind. Make up your mind. Are we? What are we doing here? Yeah. And then that sometimes they have to put like bird noise over the top of it because they're talking about like a brand or swearing. <laughs> like you know when you watch Big Brother Live and suddenly it cuts to because like, they're having in, sex. No, no, no. Oh. It never happened in Big Brother. Oh. Well, apparently we don't know about. And uh, um, what's your? Um, uh, do you have a national anthem of the year? I told you what it was. It was the uh, oh, UAE. Okay, fine. Mine is either Silverstone or Austria. More of that, please. Mm -hmm. And um, predictions for 2024. Um, Charles Leclerc's going to win the World Championship with uh, Mercedes. Uh, I don't... I... I think it's going to be really competitive and I think we're essentially going to have a rerun of 2021. Yes. You think that it's going to be interesting next year is what you're saying. I think it's going to be, I think Max is going to start the year dominating and slowly Mercedes is going to come back into it over the course of the year to the extent by, by the end of the season, him, uh, Max and Lewis are close and I think Max will win it again. Really? Yeah. I think it's going to be more of a shame next year. I think it's going to be just, it's just going to be the same thing again. I think, I fear, that's my fear. My hope is that you're right, and I would love you to prove me wrong. I just think it is so in everybody's best interest for the next season to be good. It is a essential. And if you buy into any sort of FIA conspiracy meddling, then surely they would meddle to make it more competitive. They can not justify people spending their time and money on F1 if that is what is going to be the product that they are selling because it is boring as shit <laughs> and we've put up with it for an entire year we haven't hid our feelings well about Formula One <laughs> lots of other podcasts do they go oh yeah it was an interesting race um, oh yeah it was quite good everybody's like even even us sometimes we were going that was a good race wasn't it no it just wasn't fucking awful <laughs> and i think we might actually have quite a few really good races next season because <sighs> it's just in everybody's best interest even max said he was bored do you think mclaren are going to win next year a race yeah. or a race um no no, I think it might happen if Red Bull DNF. If we get a double Red Bull DNF, then we might see a default sort of loser win, you know? But I don't think McLaren can improve their position on where they ended up. I think it was a perfect storm of things in that Ferrari and Mercedes both struggled and McLaren took a gamble on something that they developed over the course of the season and ended up somewhere very, very good. But I don't think they can carry that progress into a new season. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I, I I hope that we get a good season next year. Um, and if, by the way, if you've enjoyed this season of Dirty Air, leave us a review. Um, but this is uh, this is the last episode of the year, so um, do us a favor, leave a review, five stars only as well. Mm. If you're thinking of leaving us a three, just don't. Or a four. Don't leave a four. A four is the biggest insult. <laughs> a three, at least you're trying to think critically about it. But a four is like. 
just give it five. We've you had a five. Like we've us. had a five star season. We've had a five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, we've watched every single race. Yes, have I watched? We have. We must have done. We have watched every single race this season. Yeah, most of them together as well. Most of them together. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, obviously we have because we've done it the pop show every week. But that seems insane. Yeah, like a mad thing to have done. And I know that you, listener, you didn't watch every race last season. I know that because a lot of you come up to me and you say, I don't really watch a lot of Formula One, but I do listen to the podcast to find out what's been going on. Yeah. So you can buy Dirty Air merch. I on... went to the gym in my Dirty Air t-shirt the other day. Yeah, well, they fit well, don't they, it's like a, It's like a true classic. Yeah. If you want to buy a present for a loved one, don't buy them a Max Verstappen shirt. Red Bull have got enough money. Tight on the arms, baggy on the gut. Oh, lovely. Alfie, it's the end of the season, so um, I hate to do this to you, but you need to go back in the cryogenic chamber do you know what i think when i wake up it'll be like no time has passed at all mm-hmm. yeah okay okay can you get Put me in? back in okay popped in how you feeling do you want to watch any do you want do you want, do you want me to give you my ipad so you can watch paramount plus while you're cryogenically yeah can i watch the new episodes of fraser please okay great well, we'll see you see you next year <laughs> see, see see you listeners next year have a lovely christmas have a nice winter break for the last time i'm josh weller and I'm Alfie Brown. And this <sighs> is dirty air. Okay, freeze him. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.